This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Joe Ingles, join us now on the Smart Rain guest line. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Joe, I love it when you get into it with the media. That's just the best. Sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, but it's just spectacular. Yeah, telling a reporter after the game, asking a question, you can't trap me. <laughs> nice, Joe. I never said that. I just said it wouldn't. It's not smart to trap someone that wants to pass. Like, I mean, I'm not going to comment on another team's preparation or plan or whatever they want to do because that's what they decide is best for their team. But if I was playing myself, I would not be. <laughs> I would not be trapping someone that wants to pass. I'd be joking someone that wants to score, not someone that is more than happy to pass the ball. But each to their own. Good each luck to, to them. Each to their own. <laughs> That's an interesting concept as far as that, uh, because you're inclined to pass, and we've known, obviously we've known that for many, many years, uh, and somebody like Clarkson is inclined to score. Do, do you think it's part of the individual player's makeup, or is it more of that's what you're assigned to do because everybody has a part in helping a team win? How does that play out? Uh, I mean, as you grow up, you figure out what you're good at, and some people are a lot better at other things than others, um, re- regardless of not just in basketball, but in whatever. Renee's a way better parent than I am. <laughs> so, um there's just things obviously that are so different and um, throughout your your career and your kind of childhood growing up you, you figure out things you're good at things you're not as good at and for me passing was always something I was was able to do obviously um, but to make the, the right pass and, and the enjoyment I guess of for, for me of, of getting an assist or making a play for a teammate was um, more in, in more enjoyment or whatever I've got from doing that than necessarily scoring and then I mean JC's a easy one to talk about in terms of the, the scoring side of it because he, he does it so easily like it's the way I've got the so easy for him to to get in the pain to make a play to some of the finishes that he has um, so it just kind of it kind of just happens I think that's when you get to the the professional level that's where it gets a little bit kind of murky waters where some guys or, or players might try and do more than what they are either like you said asked of or are actual capable of if a team came to me and said hey we want to sign you we want you to average 
even in my younger younger days or whatever, playing more minutes or whatever the situation is, it's just not it's not how I how I play. So um, yeah, you just figure it out as you as you kind of go along in your career and you figure out what you're good at, and obviously you still work on the things you, you're not as good at, but. I think that's a, a, I mean, he and I work so well together. Is I know he wants to score and he knows I want to pass him the ball to score. So it's, a, it's an easy uh, two-man game for us to play. So then there are the other parts of the game and you got to, you know, to be a pro and to be an NBA guy as long as you've been, you got to have the well-rounded game. But And, and I do watch you different because I'm watching games and I'm watching stuff you do so, you know, we're ready to talk to you and ask you questions. And watching that Blazer game, I wonder if you were a little more dialed in defensively. You had to guard some smaller guys at times. And I saw you, C.J. McCollum, tries to beat you off the dribble. And, and maybe he did, and maybe to a certain degree you played the angles, like, I don't want to foul him, I'm going to let him go a little bit. But you were kind of lurking behind him. It was like you were doing some kind of Rudy Gobert impersonation. I will let you go by you, but I'm eight inches taller, and then I will block your shot. And he kind of peeked and saw you and went out the other side. I don't know, it seemed like a game of cat and mouse. Do you, do you get dialed into that some nights more than others? Were you more dialed in in the Portland game? Um, no, I mean, I would vote in every game. Um, sometimes you might not have it in some way you might not be feeling great you might be tired like there's obviously a million things that go on in leading up to a game uh, that, that a lot of people don't know about you might be sick you might not have practiced you might have a nagging injury or, or something like that there's, there's so many things that people never see that, that go on um, I mean there's there's matchups uh, I think that you some guys you you might even just know better than other guys. Like if, if I'm matching up against Dame or CJ, I've played against them for eight years. I know a bit more of their tendencies. If it's someone else that's newer or, or playing a different way or moved to another team and has a, a different role, um, sometimes it's a, it's harder to to kind of get a, a swing on the kind of how how they want to play. Obviously, we, we watch film and we prepare, but when you're standing kind of face-to-face with someone, it's, it's a lot different than watching it on a on an iPad. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I would be very confident to say I'm dialed in most nights. Um, some nights you perform better than others. I mean, some nights you guys have bad days at work or a lawyer doesn't win their case or whatever it is. There's, there's so many things that, that go on and um, the difference between that and our job is we have 20,000 people watching our job and um, and commenting on it and, and kind of dissecting how we how we play on a nightly basis. So um, at the end of the day, for, for me and our team, I, I think we judge ourselves and obviously individual performance and team performance, and that's within within our group. If coach says I'm not doing the right thing, then um, that, that's where something needs to change. If coach says I'm not being aggressive or I'm not shooting or I'm taking bad shots or whatever it is, then they're, they're the, the things that you kind of listen to and change. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a job, right? You get to, we get to go out and perform in front of all these people, but then we just get completely dissected every day <laughs> until the next game happens. Yeah, I mean, that's just dead on as far as that goes, especially in our community where you're the one highest-level professional team. We do dissect everything. I mean, we, 
the radio folk and the media for sure, but also the fans too. I mean, they're right for there sure. with you, which is, I guess, that's part of the good stuff because that just means there's so much interest in the team, and I would think that makes it fun when you're playing a packed house and there's so much energy. Uh, but the, the, I don't know if it's a downside, but you can call it maybe. We do dissect, and that's what I'm about ready to do. So you're going to get <laughs> mad at me anyway, but I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter because you're right. That's it's what we do. That's precisely job. what like we, we do. This is what we signed up for. This is a part of yeah, yeah. It's signing what... autographs in yeah. public, people asking for photos, people interrupting at dinner. Or like, it's just a part of what we've almost – obviously, we didn't sign up for someone to interrupt my dinner, but it's a part of being – in a, I mean, any any professional sports team, but especially in a, a smaller right. state with with no other, yeah, um, or the being the biggest, most most seen professional team here. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So my dissecting of your game is. Okay, the uh, O'Neal's out. You come in the last two games. You, uh, the team wins easily, and you have great games. So. I'm wondering, should they start Joe Ingles? Now, I know you're going to get mad because we've known you for almost a decade now. You don't care you come off the bench. You don't care if you score. You don't care if you assist. You want to win, and we know that. But it looks like to me, who's an untrained basketball eye, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have a, a master's in love, so I know a lot about personal relationships. But basketball, I don't know a whole lot. But I'm watching you play these last couple of games, and you look really good as a starter. I want Joe Ingles starting. React to that, please. I will add to it. Mike Conley's our starting point guard. Donovan Mitchell's our starting shooting guard. Boyan's our starting whatever small forward. Royce is our starting small forward times two because we don't, I don't know if he's a power forward, but that's our Rudy's obviously our starting five. That's our starting five. That's not changing. Anyone that thinks I'm going to start is crazy. It's not. It hasn't been talked about. It won't be talked about. I don't want it to be talked about. I don't want coach to talk to me about it. I a thousand percent know that when someone is injured, like one through four, those first four guys, that I am 99.9% probably going to start. Um, and I enjoy that little change up of role every now and then. But I also very much enjoy my role of coming off the bench with with Hassan and JC and, and Rudy Gay and then playing with those guys and, and obviously one of the starters, um, depending on who it is. Um, but those guys have earned their starting spot. I am not trying to steal their starting spot. I'm not trying to... It, like I said, if someone's out, I know I'm going to start. And um, I mean, it is fun to start those games. It's not like I hate playing basketball like if I can play more minutes then cool I'm going to try and play more minutes and obviously when someone's out I'm going to play a few more minutes but um, no I'm our, our team is built the way it's built our team is good because of our, the, the way we start and the guys we have coming off the bench and that's not changing so people just need a uh, I've seen it obviously a bunch over the last however long and obviously even more the last however many days it's been four or five days but as of whenever Royce is healthy, whatever game he comes back, whether it be tomorrow or not, um, I'll happily go and park myself on the bench again, put my sweats on, and wait till the seven-minute mark to come in. I am a trained basket. I am a trained basketball eye, taking graduate-level <laughs> courses. Had to sit through a lot of film sessions. Jerry Sloan broke uh, clipboards on my head. That helped. 
The concussion somehow advanced my knowledge. I don't understand how that works. I think when you start, Joe, you're out there with Donovan and Bojan and Rudy, right? And, like, if you make a great pass, those guys are probably going to make the shots. And people are less likely to double so you. because the guys who, on the bench. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Hold on. Hold on. We'll get to that. He's going to make a shot. Hey, I'll break, a, I'll break a Jerry Sloan <laughs> clipboard on you, so help me. We'll get to the bench in a second, Joe. But when you're out there with the starters, of course you flourish. Now, People you're saying, don't. now you're saying I'm passing to guys that can't make shots. No, no I'm not. Don't Rudy's put words into my mouth. Points. I hate the way <laughs> you people in the media put words in my and mouth. One of the starters, and one of the starters is always out there. No. And then one of the, one nope. of the, the big is a seven-footer that catches the ball and dunks it. So that's just a silly comment. You're in the starting lineup, and nobody's leaving Donovan to double you, and nobody's leaving Rudy to double you. When you okay, that's completely different to you saying that when you go start when you make shots. When you go to the bench, you're going to shine in that starting role, given who you're out there with. When you go to the bench, and I have not graphed the numbers on this, but when you're with the bench group, there's a percentage of the possessions, and I think it's much higher, where you literally don't touch the ball. You go to the corner and spread the floor, and Jordan goes to work. And so there's this percentage of possessions. You never touch the ball, and that is automatically going to lower your numbers. Whatever else happens, well, whoever well, else well the other guys are on the floor, <laughs> Jordan goes to work, and that has worked. Jordan won the sixth man of the year, and he has single-handedly gone on runs where he scored on five straight possessions. So everybody says, well, turn him loose. I don't know what's going to happen, but odds are it'll probably be good. But you don't touch the ball, so of course your numbers go down. But your defender well, never on. leaves you because they're not going to give you a corner three. So, so you end up just sure. not touching the ball. Reaction. Is that, are you done? Uh, unless you piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, first Joe. First of all, I'm assuming you, you took back the first part of me when I passed to a starter and make a shot because you didn't mention that again. So even when I Well, because you don't have the ball. Already, yeah. But it doesn't defeat the fact that when I do pass one of them, they usually make a shot. They're pretty well, good shooters. Yes, and you don't average zero points and zero assists when you're with the bench group. But the numbers do go down you get, because of the way yeah, the team I mean, operates. I get completely different looks as a starter compared to coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And Thank that's you. because as a starter, depending on who's out, whether it be obviously Royce's Donovan's getting the best defender. Yep. Mike's probably getting the second or Boyan, depending on who, who it is position-wise. Boyan or Mike is getting the second or third. They're, they're the top three. And I'm just getting, like, the guy that I use, <laughs> the guy that I defend when I'm out there. <laughs> we defend each other. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it, it makes it, I don't know if it makes it easier, but I'm not, I don't have Patrick Beverly on me or I don't have player whoever it is, Tory Craig or, or whatever. Um, when I'm out there with the the bench unit or whatever you want to call it, it's usually me and JC will probably get the two best defenders and especially off how our bench played last year and how myself and him played together last year. Um, I obviously understand that. So it's, it's completely different. And it, I mean, it's just different. It's different looks. It's different touches at different times it's different spacing it's different mm-hmm. it's completely different but like again like you said does it, do, do I care if I get 
one shot or nine shots, no. Like if it's a obviously no. if it's a good show, I'm going to take it. But it's it, it's just different. It, it's not a bad thing. It, it's not a negative thing that they won't leave me in the corner. If that is the case and they don't want me to touch the ball in a position, then JC's got more room to go to work or Rudy's got more room in a post-up or Rudy or Hassan's role might be even easier because they aren't leaving the corner. And if they do, then I get a wide open three, which Mm -hmm. is great. So sometimes, I said it a couple of weeks ago about, I think it was after the game that Mike shot four shots and we won by whatever we won by. It's like, that's just the way... It's the way it is sometimes, and and a, and a big part of that is the way teams defend. Last game when they're hedging or whatever they were doing, it's more. I mean, it works. It works better necessarily for Mike and I to handle, and for us to be able to get off it and like Donovan and Boyan and all that play off a closeout or play, or really, or get a catch and shoot or whatever it is because. I'm six eight. I can pass over it. Mike's quick enough to to get around the hedge or, or whatever the situation is. And um, other nights will be different. Other nights they're switching, and I don't want anything to do with having an ISO against another guard. So I'm I'm not going to have as many possessions with the ball. Um, and that's just the way it is. And um, games are different. Each night's different depending on who we play and how teams defend us. Um, and also offensively as well like certain games we're trying to do specific things offensively that might not it might not work for me or it might not be a night for JC or whatever, whoever it is it's not anyone in, in particular so the, the game's so different every game and obviously we just go out there and do our best to try and win You've played with a lot of good bench guys, and I think a great example of that, if people are, are following, and PK and I have talked about this when you haven't been on the air, but George Niang goes and goes to Philly, and obviously they got a lot of drama, and, and he gets a bigger opportunity, and he has been putting up some monster stats, but a lot of it just comes down to opportunity, and that's what's working for the Sixers right now. And he didn't put those for numbers sure. up in Utah. He probably could have, but the situation didn't call for it, and he's in a situation in Philly where it calls for it. So he's, he's had some nights. He's just crushed at shooting the ball. Well, and he, uh, I think a big part of what you're saying just then is, is accepting a role. Yep. And was he frustrated at times? Probably when he was here and didn't get to play as many minutes or, or have the ball as much or shoot as much or whatever the role was. But he also played his role perfectly here for, for what we needed him to do at that time and went and got a double or triple his salary. And now, like you said, now he's playing more minutes, he's getting a more opportunity. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's super cool to watch. Obviously, I'm pretty close with him and still speak to him every couple of days. And um, I, I still think he would prefer to, to be here with us in, in whatever capacity. But he's he's happy and, he's, like you said, he's getting to play and he's playing well and, and obviously proving that he's a, a hell of an NBA player. I think he's been start, uh, maybe not anymore, but he was starting for a little while there. Um, he didn't do anything against us because we knew what he wanted to do. But apart from that, he's been... <laughs> <laughs> he's been killing it, so it's good to see. And he's got great stories for his book because when I when I see Ben Simmons there uh, with the phone in his pocket, <laughs> barely moving, I see George standing right behind him, and the look on his face is like, "I saw a lot of stuff in Utah, but I never saw anything like this." The look on his face I, was priceless. I think it. I think it would be a, a very different situation there than it is here, but 
that's probably also like 28 other teams as well. So um, we're lucky what we've got here. And um, again, obviously, I mean, I can't, I'm not, I've never played for any other team, but um, yeah, we're, we're lucky what we, what we've got here. Well, Joe, we appreciate it. I'd love to have you on, and I'd love to uh, have you yell at me again next week. Please do. Yeah, well, stop saying silly things. <laughs> <laughs> Even though in the end you agreed with me. I love that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said That's why you didn't say it again, because you knew you were wrong. <laughs> you knew you said the wrong. You were, you were so excited. Joe, Joe's going to so go excited. to his grave, man. I know, Don't... I know, right? <laughs> you were so excited for your stupid little statement that you said the wrong thing, and then you... Didn't say it again because you knew you were wrong. So I'm glad we agreed to agreed that you were wrong. You people in the media putting words in my mouth. Me, me too. Yeah, PK me, yeah. always loves conflict. Yeah, go get them, guys. <laughs> yeah, way to go. All Dude, right, Joe. That was thanks, fun. Guys, appreciate we'll it. talk to you again next time. There is Joe Ingles joining us every week. I get why the starter thing is a thing, but I think if you look at it a little more, is it that big a thing? What do you mean? Is it that big a thing? His numbers change, and people look at the box score, and they see the scoring total and all that. But if he's coming off the bench, and they're winning, and the way he helps win is to go to the corner and spread the floor, and Jordan Clarkson gets more room to go to work. Sure. You know, But I, they weren't winning. Oh, they lost, as soon as, or, they right. lost to New Orleans. They lost to some crappy teams they had no business losing to. He gets in the starting lineup and he just looks more effective. He's too good not to be effective. I get where he's coming from, and he's going to protect his guys at all costs, yep. and that's one of the reasons why he has endeared himself not only to the team, but the community. It's nice, and he's and he and his wife with the autism and everything, they're, uh, and his wife's an out-there person, very active on social media and in the community, so we all love him for that, but it's about winning. And I want to maximize each player's individual talent, which is hard to do because you just use the example of Niang. Clearly, he's being maximized more, if that makes sense, (laughs) in uh, Philly. Well, they had a really good team here. So how do you handle that? It's not an easy case. And it's easy for me to say, I want Joe to start because I don't have to deal with the, with the egos and everything else. But the fact is, I'm just looking at a two-game sample, and he's played really well with those guys. Why isn't it, why isn't it potentially possible that O'Neal can come off the bench, but yet he can still contribute? I don't know. I don't know that. Well, I think, that's, I, I I think, think it can be yeah. done, but I don't know that. I don't, I don't study it like those guys do. Yeah, I think that comes down to you got to ignore the offensive numbers and and accept that you know the defensive assignment that Royce has taken every game is not an assignment you want to put on Joe every night. And it doesn't mean that Joe can't D somebody up. And I know someone's no, going to no, yell. No, but it doesn't have to be Paul that George. way, though. It doesn't necessarily. I got, I got, I got you. But then O'Neill can come in, and there's ways around it. I mean, obviously, there's other people who think the same thing. Uh, as I do and your line of questioning people within the organization who are very smart that's a fact we know that without giving up anybody DJ and PK it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone everything you missed in this show we get you up to speed next stay with us